It's another 60 minutes of technology conversations on Ghana Radio. And this is the only show that actually does that. This is City Trends. My name is Philippa Sean, and you're welcome to the show. Boy, oh boy, do we have a great show coming up for you. But then, even before we do that, we have something very interesting for all you technology event organizers out there. If you are someone who organizes events, or you, you know, basically are trying to organize an event and you're looking for a way to get people to know about it, especially if it's a technology focused event right here in Ghana. Well, we are saying, let us know about it on the show so we can tell everybody about it. We have a new segment called Watch Out. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. It was a very interesting um, conversation we had about that particular segment and the name we're going to give it. Yes, it is called Watch Out. And all we try to do with that segment is to basically let you know what technology-related events are happening in town. We'll just give you the basic details about that particular event so you will know what is going on around you. We'll be telling you about one such event um, before the show is over today. So yes, if you want to get more information about that, make sure you follow us on Twitter, uh, myself, um, or OJ Sapon. Just make sure you follow us and um, we'll get you um, all the details. We'll also be tweeting um, the link to the form that you're supposed to fill um, on City FM's um, Twitter handle. So you can go there and check it out, basically. So, yes, Watch Out is the new feature that we have on the show where you get to find out what technology events are happening in and around you. These are local events by local technology entrepreneurs who are trying to make it happen so yeah so you can get to know what's going on so if you are someone who knows someone who probably is aware of somebody else who is organizing a technology related event right here in ghana and you want to give them a shout or you want us to give them a shout or you want people to know about your event make sure you stay tuned in make sure you follow us on twitter and we'll be tweeting the link to a very simple google form you fill out the form with some basic details and we read it out on the show it's that simple Yes, indeed, we have to grow the ecosystem one step at a time. But then that's not all. Today's show is going to be focusing on financing for small tech-focused businesses. A very relevant conversation in these times. And I'll be joined by Samuel Ureku, um, CTO of Invoicia, and Kelvin Tyron, who is a CEO of Invoicia. They will be my guests on the show. But then before we kick things off... Let's hear a little about what you need to consider when you're making a choice about which battery you should be buying for your mobile device or what considerations you should have in mind when you're buying a mobile device, especially when it has to do with the battery. So we jump straight to the how-to segment with Jeffrey Orekusabong. 
and welcome to the How to Segment on TT Trends. This evening, we are looking at the phone battery. You could call it an understatement if anyone thought of using just two minutes to talk about how important the smartphone is today. From what we had 20 years ago, the phone carries so many capabilities now that we need more electrical power to get it running well for long enough. To understand how the battery works, it is important that you understand three features. The battery capacity, the battery life, and the battery lifespan. The battery capacity represents the amount of power that your battery can hold. A common way to measure that is through the milliampere hour or the MAH. This is simply the measure of the flow of electrons through an electrical conductor. One milliampere hour is the amount of capacity needed to let one milliampere of electrical current flow for one hour. The battery life is basically the time it takes before your device runs out of power. The battery life is heavily affected by how the device is used and the temperature conditions. The battery lifespan is the measure of how many charges and discharges a battery can make before it completely loses its viability as a power storage unit. To help make sure that your phone's battery lasts, these are some of the things you should take note of. First, keep your phone case off when charging it. We know that extreme temperatures affect battery life. The heat emitted by the phone can be conducted back through the phone case and this can affect battery life. Use a dark or black background for your phone. Most newer smartphone models use OLED screens. Unlike LED screens, these ones consist of individual pixels that light up when needed. When you use a black background, a huge part of your phone screen stays unlit. This means that your phone uses less power to display background image. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you are battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. biggest complaints for most technology entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs generally has to do with where they're going to raise funds from or how they're going to get access to funding 
Some people argue that funding is not necessarily the biggest problem. It's about the solution that's been created. But clearly, when you do develop the solution, you need the funding to push it to the next level or to even push the product or the service to the customer. And that is usually where the conundrum comes in. How do you get the funding? Where do you get the funding from? Who do you get the funding from? How much of your business are they going to take away? It's a big headache. But it's important for us to have some of these conversations so that you out there who is looking at building a technology business has a good idea of what your options are. What are some of the non-conventional ways of necessarily raising money to build your business as a small business? It's, it's very frustrating and we get it. And so today we're going to have a conversation about that on the show. And I have two guests with me um, in, in voice here. Um, the two, my two guests are from Invoice here and they are going to share some of their experiences as well. And then I guess I'll have a couple of questions for them as well. So let's start off with introductions. My name is Kelvin and I'm from Invoicia and I'm the CEO of Invoicia. Uh, my name is Samuel, um, also from Invoicia. I'm um, the tech lead. Tech lead. Yes. So let's start off from the very base. Like, what do you guys do? So Invoicia is a tech platform that enables small businesses get access to working capital. Mm -hmm. So we do it through a system known as Invoice Factoring. Basically, we help suppliers and small businesses get paid faster. Okay. That's the whole value prop of what we do. So if a small business supplies goods or services to a client, that pays on credit. Mm. A reliable client, a reliable, credible client, that pays on 30 days, 60 days, or 90 days. Mm. We cut down the payment times of 90 days to the same day. So the day you deliver your service or your product, mm -hmm. you get paid the same day. And then we wait the 30 days or 60 days or 90 days for payment, wow. basically. So we connect people looking for finance mm. and people looking to make a quick return. So we act like a bridge between these two markets. But that's... That's a lot of risk you're taking on board then. Yes. Yes. Uh, obviously, every finance business has this risk mm. involved. So the main thing that we do as a business is to make sure that we are picking out the right clients. And how do we do this? So we ensure that we are looking to ensure that your clients that you deal with mm. are credible clients. Mm. So we do this during a series of processes. We need to ensure that the client you're dealing with is credible, has been around for a number of years. They've been operating for a while. Mm. So mostly, you notice that they are, they are large businesses in our business landscape mm. that deal with this small business. Most of their supply chains run on small businesses. Mm. If you look, take a critical look, the large companies are run solely on the small businesses that are in the economy. Mm. But the thing is, if they don't have the capital to keep working with them, yeah. they go out of business. Mm. So basically, we pick the large companies that you know you're supplying to that are credible, mm -hmm. basically help you get the cash to keep going, running to them as you work. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's come to the whole idea of small businesses needing cash yes needing money yeah. to function from i mean and i'm guessing that's where your, the idea of the yes, business yes. that you're operating came from yeah w what do you predominantly see to be the issue is it is it that most of these small businesses don't know where to look for the money or is it that the money is just not there so um i like to take this one so mm. in terms of in terms of issues when it comes to finance for small businesses the one thing i would say is there's an there's an understanding with people that they seem to think that finance is finance mm. finance is not just finance so the, uh, when someone gives you a loan it's tailored into a product the banks the microfinance anyone that could give you money there are terms and conditions are tied are attached to it mm. there are needs that they build that product for so if you don't understand the type of product that you're going for you don't be able to get the finance mm. 
even with whether it's venture capital you're looking for, there are specific types of businesses they're targeted to. So as much as you do research on your customer before you hit your product out, you need to understand the type of finance you're going for. Mm. And I'll say that's the biggest problem. Mm. So you need to know exactly what your, what your problem is and what types of loan products or finance people can fix that problem. How easy is it for them to figure out where those sort of products are? It, that's also is a, another issue. So the thing is, in this market... it's not like there's a database somewhere mm -hmm. where you can just Google and then you have all of that information. Okay, okay hmm, this one works, this one, this one doesn't work. There's nothing like that. So then sure. how, how do they go about it? If not for a platform like yours, for example, mm. how do they really find the funding? Uh, I, I guess um, there is a um, lack of knowledge when it comes Huge. to... Yes, that's, that's one thing uh, most small businesses face. Mm. Um, there is funding out there. The money is out there. There are people looking to invest in businesses. There are people who have excess funds. Mm. There are people who have savings that are lying dormant looking to invest in small businesses. But the thing is, these businesses do not know how to connect their needs to their want. Mm. So that's that's one very big uh, problem with small businesses. Um, you have a problem, the first thing that comes to your mind is, I want to get a loan. But loans are not the only way to get your business financed. Right. So when, if there is a bridge between the knowledge and how you can actually get these things, you realize that small businesses will have access to like funds, like when they need them. Mm. No, I mean, and what kind of, because you see, I always come to this same point of mm -hmm. where exactly do you find the funds? Mm -hmm. Now, we have a situation where there are special, almost like there's specialized money, mm -hmm. specialized money for specific yeah. services that exactly. people would want to invest in. Yeah. Now we don't, they don't know where to find them. They don't know how to find them. And it's like, nobody's really sitting in the gap to connect them. Well, I'll say, I'll say this standardly, your bank is supposed to do that. Mm. If your RM is supposed to be advise you on look at your business, that's why you have an RM. Mm. Your RM is supposed to look at your business and advise you. On that's your relationship manager. Yes, your relationship manager at your bank is supposed to advise you on different types of things to do. So that's one of the things we prioritize in our business as well. So we take the time to understand the kind of business you're running. Mm. Even though it's a, we may be selling the same product to everyone, it's tailored differently for every single client. They, they may, this person may be in a service business. The cycles may be different. The number of things that are different. So the thing is, I may know exactly what to solve your problem. I'll tell you, even if I don't provide it. Mm. So mm. you know where to go look for it. Mm. You mm. understand. Also, you, the small businesses to do a lot of research. So the thing is, they can follow things. Uh, a lot of those who blog about finance, a lot of things to try and understand things about your business. The same way you research about how to improve your product, you need to look into ways to also get your finance in place. Mm -hmm. Things of that sort. Talk to people who are more experienced. You can follow, a lot of fintechs actually provide capital out there. Mm -hmm. Fintechs or organizations write articles on things like this, write, put out a lot of content on the social media platforms. So it could be a way for you to also get access to certain. So you could also follow our Facebook pages, uh, other platforms to also get access to such information. Sam, you're the man who's in charge of the technical side of things. Yes. At the heart of it, your solution is what you're basically like fundamentally like passionate about. Yes, yes. You know, collaborations are important, but you mm -hmm. don't necessarily have that money to, you know, engage someone who's going to do that. And I'm just wondering how, if okay. someone who is tech focused, building the service, building the product, yes. like how do you make that transition into finding where else to get the money? Yeah, um, so that's, that's a very, <laughs> that's very, uh, 
good um, question because like um, a lot of people actually face the same problem mm. um, the first thing I, I would say is um, firstly like try to like get basic understanding of what you need mm. you need to understand where you are and you need to understand where you're going to mm. and as much as possible if you can read up read up as much as possible and um, if you can go attend um, like seminars, if you can uh, attend events, like do not take those things for granted. Mm. But much more importantly is the collaboration you made mention of. Mm. You can't do everything. Mm. Like you can't code, you can't same hand businesses, you can't do communication, you can't do all of these things by yourself. So best the, the best advice I would say is, if you have an idea that is worth pursuing, um, you can bring someone on board. Most times, yes, you might not have money, but you can let out equity. Mm. Like, okay, I'll give you a percentage of my business if you help me handle this part. Mm. I don't mind letting this part go, mm. but as much as possible, you need to be good at what you do that's handling the business. So I focus basically on writing the codes. I focus basically on ensuring that the product is uptight and everything mm. while you focus on the business, focus on bringing money into the business. Mm. I, I feel that way to work. Sam, there is always that fear as well of how much is too much in terms of how much you can give uh, <laughs> because okay. listen things happen okay it's business yes 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 so um so there there's an idea um, when it comes to like um giving an equity is called vesting mm. where um yes um, a particular amount of shares allocated to you but over a period of time, like little is being given to you up until you accumulate everything. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel that is a very good idea. I, I don't know how many um, businesses or startups out there are incorporating investing into their business model. So yes, you have yes X percent of equity, but you have to work up until you get that probably for two, three or four years. So if you work with me for four years, then it's enough time for me to evaluate what you're bringing into the business. So if I realize that you're not offering like anything credible, then before you actually get all of your um, equity, I can let you go. But then if I notice that, yes, you're bringing value into the business, then you can get vested and get all of your equity. Calvin, when some of these tech focused or some of these startups come up to you yeah. and they are looking for funding, they are yeah. looking for all these opportunities. What are some of the key characteristics that you find about most of them? What are some of the things that they are looking out for predominantly? So, um, as you mentioned, most of them want to start. Mm. So most of them have um, an idea that they want, say they want to scale up. So they're looking for more capital to inject to go large scale. Mm. So there's different types of uh, financing people look for. So there's like the large capital intensive requirements mm. where they need to maybe buy something, maybe a, a vehicle or some plant, something that's capital intensive to actually go into the business to start an asset, mm. asset-based financing. Or they want something like working capital, basically to just get their cash in the business, buy something, sell, run an inventory, paying staff, basically operational expense, something of that sort. Mm. The one that you find mostly is working capital. In our, in our line of business, we find a lot of people coming for working capital. And there are a lot of people who look for asset-based finance, but majority always goes to working capital. So that's the bit. Mm. So there's a lot of requirement for working capital. It means there are people who've pushed their businesses past mm -hmm. a certain point and are looking to keep it going forward. Mm. Those, are, those, those are the kinds we meet a lot. Mm. And also one of the things we also notice that that's not too good is most of them lack documentation. That's a problem. So 
documentation in terms of basic recording of your expenses on a day to day. Mm. What you're doing here, what you where, where the money goes. Mm. Those are things people need to do but they don't do. Mm. So that's one of the reasons that even led us to build how like structure our product. Mm. So our, our product doesn't really depend on how the SME records data. Mm. So we do it in such a way that all the risk is transferred to the large company who ensures that they are recording their data. The reason why they are large and they're able to able able to go to a bank and get access to that kind of capital is one their records are tight so you as a small business if you really want to get there to that level you also need to start putting in the basic measures mm. you spend on this you put in a simple record you find a way to record it in this day and age there are so many apps around that you can use on the go that you can use to record your expenses you don't need to necessarily hire an accountant from day one you can you can speak to someone to give you a basic structure to use and all you need to do is just enter i spent this it it's just simple principles this went in this went out those are the two things you just need to record mm. and the reason they went out maybe you just get some proof to show this is the reason why it went out right. that's the basic understanding of just doing your accounting mm. the moment you put that in place if you hand that to an accountant accountants can prepare proper books for you right. and you can get proper finance mm. So basically, I'll say those, those are the two things that you mostly find out from small businesses you deal with. Interesting. Sam, from the technology side as well, yeah. what are some of the things that you notice about some of these companies that come through? Okay, um, so, and, and this is this is one thing we, we, we face like every day in the sense that, um, he mentioned it, um, most of the companies that come to us, they are very unstructured. Like, so you find, like, um, trying to, as much as possible, because... Um, uh, yeah, invoice discounting yes, outside um, outside of Africa is it's something that is not um, not uncommon. It's quite common. Like a lot of companies actually go to get their invoices discount discounted. But here in Africa, is is a little bit new. Like it's like becoming like quite popular around like West Africa and 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 the rest. So the fact that because um, it's new is becoming new or becoming popular sorry you realize that there are so many unstructured processes that you have to like convert from conventional ways to tech like it gives us a lot of headache like we've gone back and forth like i can't um i, I can't emphasize the amount of time we have to like constantly plan something and we push out uh, the platform and realize that, oh no, like we've gotten something entirely wrong and we start from scratch. Mm -hmm. And then that's like one very big headache we're facing. Mm -hmm. Like even till today, we spoke about the same thing, mm -hmm. how to like put into proper structure a couple of things that have been done like in the like um, conventional way. Basically, that's, that's one thing we, we, we face. tech, quote unquote, available, you would actually think that it would be much easier these days, wouldn't you? Actually, it is more easier. I, I wouldn't lie to but you. We just don't know which platforms to use for what. Yes. Is that what it is? No, no, not really. Like it, it is easier. Like, like trust me. Like it's it's easier than um, um before. It's easier than like years ago. But the thing is, um, like as much as possible, we're trying to like mimic human behavior. Like, so if we do things that are outside of the way like the normal average person runs their business, you realize that we're not solving this, we're not solving the problem. Like, so if what we're offering you is not better than what you're using before, mm -hmm. you realize that ap apparently there's no need to use that particular product. Yeah. So as much as possible, uh, we try as much as possible to make it very simple for the user, and that's where the problem lies because like the user in the first place, they are well, they're not um, structured. 
um, we realize also that we have um, users that are new to using technology. Like some of these users are still constantly um, used to emailing. Some of them um, do not know how to like scan and upload their documents. Some of them are not used to like using platforms like constantly. So look, those are like some of the challenges we face. Yes. Yeah. So um, one thing about technology is the easier you make it for the user, the harder it becomes to build. Like so, that's that's one thing we face. That is interesting. The inverse. Anyway, um, Kelvin, I mean, wrapping up with the conversation, I mean, so when someone comes to your company and voice here, like, what are they supposed to walk away with? So, um, when a small business walks up to us, they mostly come with the problem of a shortage of working capital. Mm. So they come to us telling us that they just finished a transaction and the kind of the main problems we hear is they have a new order. So they have a new client asking them for something, but their cash is trapped in an old transaction. Mm. Second thing we mostly hear is they keep getting requests from large other large clients because their work is good. Mm. But the thing is because of a 30-day, 90-day, 60-day payment, they can't take on new clients. Mm. So they bounce new deals because of that. A third one we hear is someone wants to pay his salaries on time or has some pending expense, but because his cash mm. is trapped in an old transaction, he can't move on. So these are the three typical things we mostly deal with. Yeah. So the way we work is this. You come to us with the old transaction that's done. And instead of you waiting 90 days, we will pay you for that transaction today. So you can continue with your with business. With solving the so three, three types of problems you mostly meet. Mm, mm. And then we wait the 90 days. Right. So our business is bridging people who have capital to invest, mm. excess capital. So mm. basically if you want to make a return. And bridging them with people who are looking to uh, get capital to push their businesses forward. So we act like a bridge. Right. So we set up the systems, the credit, the checks to ensure that the money is secured for, for the one that's in putting in cash to make a return and also ensuring that the payments are going to come back for the smaller guy. Mm -hmm. So basically what we do is making sure that everybody lives happy with their money. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Sam, wrapping up comments, um, what should we expect from Invoice here moving forward? Um, so as much as possible, um, we want a situation where um, when a particular um, user has um, been onboarded successfully, um, the headache of actually getting your invoice financed is as simple as ABC. You come on the platform, you upload your invoices, your invoices get verified, uh, you sign the necessary document, and immediately you get um, your invoices financed. Besides that, um, the platform also offers a capability for you to track like history so you can tell how many invoices um, invoices have been um, have been paid over a period of time um, you don't need to break your head also over a couple of um, small accounting details because the platform handles all of that for you that's I see. yes i see so how can people get in touch with you guys where can they find you okay so our contact numbers are you can mostly call us or on whatsapp or okay. call us or whatsapp us is 050-055-0559 so zero five zero zero five five zero five five nine, or you can reach us on Twitter or on Facebook. It's Invoicia N V O I C I A, N V O I C I A. So yeah, that's who we are. Recently won the Seed Stars uh, Accra pitch. So we are looking. We are going to be representing Ghana at the the regional summit in South Africa, and then ahead of the World Summit in Switzerland next year. And hopefully, we are bringing back the the big prize and hoping to power more small businesses in. Ghana and then look to the rest of Africa as well. That's fantastic. I'm, yes. I'm just looking forward to the day when small businesses will not have the excuse of 
we don't have cash and it looks like this this solution is a step in that direction a big thank you guys for joining us on the show but remember this is the process or this is the point where we start cutting out the excuses of finding finances for small or developing or growing technology businesses out there the show is city trends and the conversation continues And the show is City Trends. My name is Feather Pashon. We are jumping now into the trending segment of the show. And guess who's back? Back again. Guess who's back? OY is back again. Mr. Entry, you're welcome back. It was a good break, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Nice one. Nice yeah. one. Very well rested. Yeah. Ready to blow your mind with everything else sure. that we are going to be doing on the show. But before we get into that, just like to remind all of you about... Um, this little thing that we are doing, um, like I said, this is for the industry. This is for the ecosystem. Um, so if you are someone who is organizing a tech-related event here in Ghana, whether it's in the northern part of Ghana, or the southern, eastern, western, northwest, southeastern, whichever one it is, we have shared on um, City FM's Twitter, Twitter handle. handle. We've shared it on my handle. We've shared it on OI's handle. We've shared it on OG Sapon's handle. Any of us who you follow, we have a new segment called Watch Out. Watch out. Um, it's basically a segment where we highlight some of the technology-related events mm. happening in the capital, happening anywhere in the country, mm. so that at least you get to know what's going on. Mm. Because we understand how difficult it is for you guys to get the information out there. So, yes, these are the events that are happening. And we're going to be telling you all about that. So, please, um, just check us out on Twitter. Uh, myself, um, OJ Sapong, ONG, um, or CTFM's Twitter handle, most importantly. And just fill out the form if you're organizing a technology um, event. This is for techpreneurs. Uh, this is for people organizing tech related yeah. events just fill out the form and we'll get back to you on that sure so anyway we are jumping into the bigger stories of the week and um what yeah. do you have for us this week yeah so let, let's start off with something local mm. yeah, something in our own ecosystem mm. so online drivers association of ghana ah on strike <laughs> so what is their problem 
So um, there's been a trend mm. where whenever uh, fuel prices are being increased, mm. uh, the <laughs> the brands like the right hailing brands rather decreases the prices. And then it's a worrying trend because mm. drivers have to buy fuel mm. for their cars and mm. all of those. But mm. then the brands instead lower their charges. So they are, they are registering their concern mm. by striking mm. for a number of days. Mm. Yeah. So we want to hear some of the drivers right away. Yeah, let's do that. Let's sure. hear some of the online drivers. Online drivers. They call themselves the online drivers. I loved their press release. But let's hear from the online drivers. The, the world is growing into technology and everybody wants to find himself in a comfortable era. So these apps have come to give comfort. Comfort in the sense that a driver will drive to your doorsteps and pick you to where you are going, exact location and exact destination. And that was not done with the conventional taxi drivers. So it means that at somehow it's giving you a comfort work and a comfort way of moving from your house to wherever you are going. But they are turning the whole thing around to make the driver a slave worker. Because we don't make anything out of the work. Again. The cars do not belong to Uber, as people think it is. The drivers are not paid by Uber. We, the drivers, hire a car from garages or car owners buy the car and give to us to pay weekly sales or make it as we can pay. And because of the subitant price increase in fuel, all our finances or what we earn go into the expenses. Okay, break it down for us. Let's say you make how much in a week? For example, if I make about 1,500 cities a week, which is not possible at this time, I'm paying 25% of that to the app, and then 25 of that is about uh, 370 or 380 Ghana cities to them. And I'm paying my car owner as about 400 Ghana cities. So I'm buying for like 550 to 600 Ghana cities to make 1,500 cities. What am I left with? In that week, this car, a time I will lose a tie. I'll have to wash my car. Uh, there will be anything like any scratch I have to work on. It means that whatever you earn in a week goes back into expenses. You earn nothing as a driver. You have children to take her off, you have a wife to take her off, and you have to feed yourself in that course of the week. If you go to UK, Uber is paying the drivers. They protested recently in September for that. Ukraine, they same to Canada. In London, they protest. Why Ghanaians cannot protest against them is because they are using their own people against us. Look, we did not sign on to a situation where a driver will drive so, uh, 10 minutes to pick somebody, for example, from Circle to East Legon, which a taxi driver would have charged like 30 to 40 cities. Uber will charge like 21, 23 cities. When you get there, Uber will tell you it's a promotion, free of charge. The rider should go. Okay, so I've gotten through. I've gotten um, Frederick. He has a Kia Soul. So we're, we're testing to see how, how this works. Frederick, how long have you been um, driving Uber? Since January Since 2019. January. This year, right. Yes. How has it been? Ah, well, initially it was okay you could get something at least for your feeding and if you have a family but now it's bad um it's very hot won't you put on the ac for me oh i'm sorry i i understand it's hot but with the current charges that they are giving i can't give you an ac because it's not worth it actually it's not value for money then it's better i rather pack the car and sleep than to be giving ac on these low charges that they are giving to riders. You see, this business that they are doing is a partnership, that is what they call it. A partnership where the drivers are involved, they, the app developers are involved, the car owners are involved, and government. So everybody should benefit. It should be a win-win-win-win situation. But we have a partnership where the driver is pivotal. Without the driver, the app is meaningless. Without the driver, the rider is, doesn't have any car to move around. Without the driver, the car owner's investment is meaningless. And yet, the app 
owners rather marginalize the drivers in all the decisions that has to do with charging of fares and that has also to do with making sure that the driver also works comfortably. So we've arrived at our um, destination. I am sweating. I had to sit um, sit in the heat because uh, Frederick refused to put on the AC because of the cost he's likely to incur. So let's see. So that's my fare. Four cities initially was how much? For seven cities, you are supposed to pay seven cities, okay. and you have been given a discount of three cities. So you can imagine if I put on my AC while I drove about six minutes before coming to pick you, and I have to cool the car before you sit in because I can't put on the AC when the place is hot and you come to sit in. So ideally, I should have started a trip with AC on so that by the time you sit in, the inside is chilled enough for you to feel comfortable. But here is the case because of this kind of. You see, in Ghana, most of African countries, we have the highest cost of fuel. We have the highest cost of energy. It makes every other cost of operating, as far as business is concerned, very expensive. So, obviously, this is a pass on to the consumers. Now, we are hearing that the app owners make money when anytime they are riders and also drivers on the app. So, for them, they don't care about what happens to the driver. But, but, but the issue is that, look here, I'm operating. I buy fuel to go around, and I have to make my sales at the end of the week. Now, if I'm offering this service at this, how will I be able to mobilize revenue to be able to look at my full gauge now? Please, kindly yeah. put the camera. I bet if you can pick that for me. Look at my full gauge now. To say that they are unhappy is an understatement. To say that they are upset is clearly an understatement. They are not happy at all. Yeah. And it looks like all this thing about the discount is like the worst part yeah. of it. Yeah, it's very, it's very, very... I, I can't imagine, like, if I was a driver, mm. I had to buy fuel for the car and then drive drive all the way. Someone saying from uh, Accra to Tema. Mm. And then we get to Tema, and it's a, it's a bonus. Half or... How, how do I fuel? You don't pay anything. That's, that's not... I mean... In some jurisdictions in my work, it's just for here, yeah. it's very, very difficult for it to work because the person is basically paying somebody else, you know, yeah. um, at the end of the day. It's not as if the vehicle is theirs, yeah. you know, and so that's where sometimes it becomes a bit yeah. of a problem. But, but the good thing is some of the ride-hailing brands are mm. responding. So boats has responded and then they've increased their fares and then also with the bonuses, they've done some going on around it. Mm. But still the drivers are still saying they are still on strike. I think, I think, I think, I think it's good that they hold on yeah. And not just you know jump onto yeah. because then it would it would eventually find its way of coming yeah. down. Yeah. If all the others continue to lower their yeah, prices, prices or at least increase it at a smaller margin as compared to Bolt, Bolt will suffer at the end of the yeah. day. So it's it's good that Bolt is responding, but I, we just need to see the others also responding in like measure yeah, just one, to one, help the drivers out. One other thing is they are they are local ride-hailing brands mm. in Ghana. Mm. So why don't we say, is this an opportunity for them? Because they understand the local context mm. and then they actually know the drivers and they know what we are actually going through. But, so. the, but the passenger always wants lower fares, yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. They are always looking for, for the lower, lower fares. fares. So if you go ahead and you lower it because apparently you understand what the local market wants, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily going, going to, to work out for you yeah, just yeah. because you've lowered the price or you've increased the price or whichever the client wants to pay lower so how do you work that out yeah i mean it's we really really want the convenience the convenience is basically what we want yeah, yeah but yeah. 
if it's going to come at this sort of cost, cost. to the driver, because we also have to think about what they are going through. Yeah. The technology is just an enabler, mm-hmm. you know, just to make things easier. But if it's going to kill someone's business or, you know, destroy uh, someone's livelihood, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a very weird situation for the ride hailing apps yeah. to be in. But kudos to both, both though, yeah. for responding very quickly. Kudos to them. Let's see what the others are going, going to do. Let's see how it goes. Definitely. Anyway, any other yeah. stories? Yeah, so we'll move, we'll move straight into one other one, which is also local. So telcos, they've increased their charges by 9%. So today, you might have received a message from your telco brand, MTN or mm. whatever, mm. that they've increased their charges by 9%. So mm. if you are going to buy credit for one CD, you're going to get a deduction of 0.07 pesos out of it. <laughs> so you're going to get 93%, 93 <laughs> pesos when oh, you buy one CD. Boy. And it goes on and on and on. And then the reason why they are doing this is uh, it's all in, in to develop a viable technology ecosystem for the country, mm-hmm. according to Ken mm. Ofuriye. Ken Ofuriye. Mm. Our finance minister. Yeah. I mean, I tell you, look, Tax and tax, you can always tax, but yeah. what do you do with the tax? Yeah. That's the big question. You know, you can always choose to want to increase taxes, taxes, but what do you do with the tax? You can promise me whatever you want to promise, but if you don't do anything viable with the money that you're getting uh, from how, the tax... How, my question is, uh, how do they even plan to build this foundation there? <laughs> it's a question that we've been trying to ask and so, answer ourselves yeah. for quite a while, but... I mean, they are the government, so let's let's see how it goes. If 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 all the taxes that they've collected on the roads and I mean, our roads are anything to go by, I don't know. Put two and two together. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, moving on to some other stories. Um, one of the biggest stories um for today happens to be um one that has to do with Mark Zuckerberg. Now, this is um following a leaked audio of Mark Zuckerberg basically speaking to the employees over at Facebook and Instagram and everybody else. And the audio was leaked to The Verge. <laughs> um, whoever did it, I, I don't yeah. know. Too many whistleblowers <laughs> currently. I don't know if this qualifies for whistleblowing. But um, basically, um, he basically has been speaking to them about the company's critics, competitors, the U.S. government. You know, And Facebook hasn't really had it easy these couple of yeah. um, months. They accepted a $5 billion fine from the Federal Trade Commission over privacy issues um, after um, having essentially set the terms of the agreement itself. Um, they've been involved with the Securities and, Securities and Exchange Commission. They've been, like, it's been just bonkers oh, no, 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 for no, 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 Facebook. No. Just bad to worst to worst. And it just happens that, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, as the leader, decided to have a session with his people, you know, just talk to them. We are going through difficult times, but we're going to make it. <laughs> and um, some of the things that he said um, didn't go down very well with some people. Um, especially, um, he has something to say about, um, you know, how one of the presidential candidates in the U.S. is trying to, is basically saying that it's time for these big tech companies to be broken up. Yeah. And Mark basically spoke about that, you know, said, you know, if that is the way it should go, then they should get onto the floor and fight it. Like, I think, I think for a while, <laughs> they were winning our hearts a bit with the privacy, privacy thing. Right. right. But coming, coming in with this leak. All the leaks really haven't helped 
um, Facebook's PR. It, it, I don't know. Elizabeth Warren actually is the lady I'm talking about. Basically saying that Charlie, she just doesn't care. She's just going to fight it out if that's what it takes. Um, she, she has tweeted that she's spoken about uh, Mark Zuckerberg's um, recent leak about um, um, a session that he had with his employer. So yeah, if you're going to have a session with your employers, please make sure um, that... <laughs> all fools, Yeah, in one other room so that nobody secretly records you because you never know where it's going to appear. Any any other stories that caught your yeah, attention? Yeah, so uh, moving uh, to Nigeria. Mm. So special anti-robbery squad. It's a very... They call it a very notorious arm in the Nigeria police. And then they are strictly on... Uh, software developers okay. probably not just software developers basically their target is almost anyone who has a laptop so once they see you have a laptop they presume you are part of the uh, of the people who are creating that image of the fraud ah. in nigeria and it's very bad so the Ni nigerian the leaders in the nigerian tech ecosystem mm. started a campaign to battle this but why do why how can you just assume that everybody yeah. with a laptop is out to do evil? Yes. That's a very weird conclusion yeah. to make. There have been numerous instances. And then a recent one which, which brought all of this out was one developer closed from work. off. He, he took an Okada mm. off to home. And then they just stopped the Okada, brought his bag out. In There was a laptop. So that's the evidence. Took him to the station, forced him to withdraw money from his account. What? Forced him to redraw money from the account. He had to go to an ATM, redraw the money, come back, pay them before they made him leave. And then when, when he shared the story, robbery. Yeah, when he shared the story on Twitter, there were numerous other developers Who had gone through something like that. Something That's like that. That's just robbery. That's yeah. not monitoring anything. That's just pure daylight robbery. And it's very, it's very, it's very, very bad. Wow, that would really kill a lot of initiative. Like, I mean, bad. so uh, you can't carry a laptop. I don't know, maybe they should be buying more surfaces and more iPads, you know, yeah. if if you're looking for but that's that's just it's terrible. Bad, bad. That's just I hope we don't have any division like that in the Ghana police. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially for us who carry our laptops around. I really, really hope that we don't have any divisions yeah. like that in the police. So the CEOs CEOs of major tech tech companies in Nigeria have mm. teamed up to campaign against. aggressively against this. Oh, that's really I think cool. it's a good call. Yeah. That's really so, cool. Yeah. I mean, so if, if you're out there, you see this trending on Twitter, basically that's what it's about. It would be good if you support it as well because it, it doesn't help anybody. Yeah. It's just really, really bad. But anyway, some other story. Twitter has announced that it's launching direct message search for all users on iOS starting today, October 1st. The feature, which has long been a top request for Avid users, first entered into testing last month when Twitter said it will only work um, with your most recent DMs. It doesn't let you search the content of messages. You have to type the names of the people or the group. Still, it's better than nothing, of course. And at the time, um, currently, um, you can basically have this have access to this feature if you are using an iOS device. Um, sorry if you're using Android. It's, it will come to you later. <laughs> Um, hopefully, um, yeah, like if you're lucky enough, I guess it will come to you at some point. Um, yeah, Twitter is listening now, and then it's some way good, yeah, it's it's good. It's, it's there, are, there are some other other things on the new update, the new UI mm. that is, is uh, I don't know. So, the auto 
auto reload. Mm -hmm. So when you just open the tweet on your timeline, mm -hmm. and then you are just there, and then it just auto reloads. Auto -reload. You have to go search down, down, get. It. Ah. It's very. I think it's one thing you have to work on. Mm. Yes. I mean, I. I but that would be frustrating, especially yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you just you know talking to someone and you come back and like what you were probably auto, reading auto is gone. That's really frustrating. I don't know if in the settings you can be able to modify that. That would be interesting yeah, to know. Yeah, that would. I guess we'll have to. We'll, yeah. we'll, so we'll, we'll check it out. Explore if there's a setting in there somewhere where you can make a, a change, we'll, we will let you know. But yeah, those are some of the biggest stories that. Um, we, we we have but then there's one here that just caught my attention whatsapp is currently testing disappearing messages in its android app whatsapp is testing disappearing messages now the feature appeared as a beta in one of the versions of the android app now in the beta the disappearing messages are available in group chats only and they can be set to self-destruct in five seconds or an hour now there is there's no in between so and basically you have either just a couple of seconds five seconds or an hour and that's basically what you're basically fearing with um i don't know what do you think about that like, disappearing how, how will it work i i don't know like it, according to this story it works only in groups in like groups, groups okay. group, group discussions so i'm group thinking messages. you you send a message and then it goes away like maybe ephemeral like the status the status yeah that we have yeah hmm. But anyway, it's supposed to work like that. And I can, the only sensible thing I can imagine is when you're sending like sensitive information. Yeah. But if you're going to send sensitive information, like... Sh should be on record. Like, yeah, <laughs> like... Send an email like, or something. <laughs> like, I don't know why this feature will make sense. And listeners, like, you can let us know. If you had a feature where your WhatsApp messages were disappearing after an hour, after five seconds, like, what case use case what, what scenario does it, does it can you even paint like will it even make sense to have it the whole point of me sending a message is to let you know like i don't yeah, know i don't yeah, know yeah. i don't know i really don't get it what so, what possibly what, what would it cause you like <laughs> i don't know maybe you might want to share an information which is sensitive you don't want mm. it on record so you want to share it quickly so quickly. it disappears yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that, would work. <laughs> that could I, mean, I don't know i don't know so yeah you you let us know um let us know if it is something that you think could work wherever you are um but yeah that's that's the end of of the training segment of the show um it's it's been great thank you and welcome back um yeah. thank you for mr entry um as you know he is the one who attends to all your questions about your tech related issues so we have two messages currently um that we receive please i find it difficult to log in my gmail account um what must i do please help and um, that is coming from you unfortunately didn't leave your name hello good evening i'm prince i have some pdfs that are in french is there an app that can convert them to english we will look around but i'm yes. thinking uh, we, we will call you so we yes, can ask okay. for further details both of you but i mean you can copy the text and then put yeah, it in google translate and see if you can get okay. anything out of it but we, we will search a, a bit more and then we'll get back to you before the close of uh, day tomorrow sure. so we can get more details for you but then we have a new segment on the show as i've been saying since the start of the show we've tweeted the link we've tweeted the link to um
so we have tweeted the link to that particular google form um let us know um go check it out um it's it's really simple actually um if you want if you are organizing a tech related event please please check it out it's really really important um that we help grow the ecosystem like that so if you're organizing a tech related event please let us know about it fill out the form just check out um ctfm's twitter handle check out for me on twitter at kofia sean o-i-n-g on twitter oj sapong um on twitter as well you will find the links there please follow please just just open the form fill out the details and we'll be reading out the details um to everybody it's it's really really that simple um it's it's really really cool so please fill out the form so we can let the rest of the world know what events or technology related events are happening um in and around our surroundings um yeah and that will be all for today's show um i do hope that you enjoy the show it's it's been great coming your way the show will be available as a podcast tomorrow so please please try and um check check it out it's it's it will be available everywhere on google podcast on apple podcast on spotify podcast on TuneIn podcast basically anywhere you want um so far as you are a podcast person you will be able to have access to it and yeah that's it's really that simple so please check it out let's know um your thoughts about it especially when you're listening if there's something that you might missed out on it'll be available on the podcast so yeah you will enjoy so um oh we have some people already um inputting some data there's an event um happening um or that was supposed to have happened um so we had two events um we had a, a pen plus um penny smart event and mm-hmm. we had ab 2020 event um this was the tech in ghana mm-hmm. um accra mm-hmm. 2019 that's happening a little later then penny smart community presents multiple streams of income event um now the the tech in ghana accra event tech in ghana is a country's leading event which brings together fintechs government regulators and others and this year's theme is connecting our global network people opportunities and industries happening for two days it's held twice a year in london and accra and accra will be happening soon so um the event date is the 26th of november and um yeah for those of you who are interested you can go check it out the event time is 9 30. it's a paid event so don't forget <laughs> that um yeah so that's how easy it is for us to do watch out so just you know just log on check out you know what is happening um you know just fill out the form like we said and we will let the rest of the world know what events you are organizing but then that's it for this show i do hope you have enjoyed it till next week stay, stay techy. Techy.